This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's tip into the NBA now where John Morant, the Memphis superstar point guard, has been suspended for eight games without pay by the NBA for conduct detrimental to the league. Now, this comes from March the 4th when John Morant flashed a handgun on social media while at a Denver nightclub. He's met with the commissioner, met with Commissioner Adam Silver on Monday in New York City, and they talked about that. They talked about the same goals that they had, and Commissioner Silver apparently expressed support for John Morant. So John Morant, after that, and and maybe a little bit before, has been down in Florida at a treatment center, sort of learning how to deal with this fame and making sure he doesn't go down a wrong path. And then also sat down with Jalen Rose from ESPN and said this, I use that as an escape. And I shouldn't have. I'm a totally different person than what's been shown in the media. That's my job now. All the incidents you've seen recently, most of those are lies. I can't wait to finally be able to tell the truth. So Morant can't return until Monday against Dallas. He will be back in the lineup. But I think this is going to end up having a, I think, a pretty good ending where listening to John Morant and not fighting the suspension and getting help, I feel like this is all going to come towards what I think will be a a pretty satisfactory conclusion because at the end of the day, you're looking towards making sure that John Morant long-term just doesn't make any mistake that could derail his career. I think the takeaway from this is that they didn't find him uh, guilty or of any crime. Like, they couldn't charge him with any crime. So that's the good news because legally – He's pretty much off the hook. I think the problem is when it comes to your image, it's just hard to scrub it. Like it's going to take probably a few years for people to forget all of these scenarios because that's just the public court of opinion. Whether it's fair or not, this is how people are going to think of John Morant and not just his basketball game. So I think it's going to take a few years for that to kind of be scrubbed off. But here's the thing. He's also a really young guy. He still has plenty of years left in the NBA. So I think he has plenty of time to rehab his image because I don't think he's in some hole that he can't dig himself out of. Like, yeah, it was a few bad decisions, but like I said, there's no crime here. He wasn't charged with anything. So I think he is more than capable of making a full recovery from this. And I think it's good that they kind of did it. uh, I don't want to say like prematurely, but like nipped it in the bud before it got to the point of, Right, proactively, before he did something that got him in trouble with the law. So I think it's a good thing that they kind of got ahead of this. Yeah, you're right. Had the NBA found that he had actually taken a gun onto any sort of NBA premises, this would be a very punitive suspension. They did not find that. Colorado authorities looked into this as well. They did not have enough to charge Morant with anything, but he's been a part of this counseling program. And he says he's talked to therapists. He's learned about expressing his feelings, worked on techniques to reduce his stress. So yeah, this is a 23 year old kid, right? He's been in the NBA for three, four years now, but at the end of the day, he still has a very long career ahead of him. So when you talk about rehabbing his image, you're still talking about a young man who has plenty of time left. And right now in the Western conference, the Grizzlies are plus 950 to win it. Only the fifth best odds, despite having the second best record, they're 22 to one to win the NBA title. Did the Grizz interest you at all? I, I feel like not that it's a lost season, but it things just don't seem right for them. And they're still young and still putting it together. And certainly Morant being gone isn't helping their case. 
Well, it's not just John Morant. They've had other injuries that have been pretty damning to their season. Steven mm -hmm. Adams out for the rest of the season. He is their center, a guy that's really good defensively and good at pulling down those rebounds. Uh, Brandon Clark's out for the season. And we all know the chaos that is the rest of the team and getting into all of these trash talking sessions with other teams like Dylan Brooks at some point <laughs> needs to pipe down. So it's not just John Morant that is the problem with the Grizzlies. They have a whole host of other issues. This is just one on the pile of issues that we've seen from Memphis this season. <laughs> Let's get into the slate today in the NBA. We start with the Thunder visiting the Raptors with the Raptors laying five and a half points. Raptors minus 225 on the money line. The Thunder plus 185 total at that MGM 230 and a half. Chelsea, do you have a play? Yeah, uh, I think I would lean towards the Thunder here, just getting the points. It's not a team that's been especially good on the road, but I don't know. Both these teams are a little untrustworthy. Do we know if SGA is playing? Because I think that's been the biggest question when talking about the Thunder. Yes, I believe he is. The only time they don't play him generally as he recovers from that abdominal issue is when it's the back end of a back-to-back. OKC okay, so did not play last night, so he should be the last. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if yeah, he's so in the I'm, lineup, I definitely like Oklahoma City here. SGA is a game changer. Yeah, I think so too. Although I will say Toronto is 20 and 14 against the spread at home. They're healthier. That's the ninth best ATS record in the NBA. So the Raptors are a little bit better than you think when it comes to playing at home, especially compared to earlier in the season. In Brooklyn, the Kings are in town. They are on the back end of a back-to-back. -back. Nets are laying two and a half points. Nets are minus 145 on the Monday line. Kings are plus 120. Total set at 237 and a half. I think the right side here is actually the Nets because they're in a situation where the margin of error is so, so thin in the Eastern Conference. They need a win. And again, I think Sacramento will be tired. Also, Brooklyn, six and one against the spread in their last seven overall. I just don't want to bet against the Kings right now. Yeah, this is a tough one to pick because looking at Brooklyn, they have covered in uh, six of their last seven games. And also the Kings have been really good on the road. One of the best road covering teams, uh, I believe, in the NBA. 21 and 12 against the spread when playing away from Sacramento. But going back to last night's game, that was a really close game decided by what was what was it a three at the buzzer i think it's hard to play teams coming off like either emotional wins or losses or like overtime games just because it's you know mentally draining all of their resources yeah. were kind of used and plus it's a back-to-back -back. so maybe you look at the nets in the first half or just the nets um you know laying the points here because i think the spread here is pretty telling you know if the nets are favored mm -hmm. uh i think that is what you read into and I think probably the Nets are the right side. Let's go to Milwaukee. Pacers in town to face the Bucks. Bucks laying 13 and a half. The Bucks are minus 1,100 on the money line. The Pacers are plus 700. The total currently off the board at Bad MGM. The Bucks keep winning. They're probably going to win tonight. The question is, can they cover this number? Ooh, this is a tough one because Milwaukee, mm -hmm. we know, has been an absolute freight train. You have to have a binder full of evidence for reasons why you would want to take the other side. But I think the binder is just a one-page, you know, sentence that just says Indiana's getting 14 and a half. Uh, so that is yeah. the question here is, can the Pacers cover the spread? But you look at their injury report, and it's just question marks all over the place. Mm -hmm. Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, all questionable with injuries. And those are the big names. Like, it's not just role players. 
that's the offense for the Pacers. So until I know who's actually playing in this game, I don't think I'm touching this one. I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I do think the Bucks are the right side. I'm not laying this number, but they're five and one against the spread in their last six games against the Pacers. And also Milwaukee is healthier than they've been all season long. At one point, they were working Chris Middleton back in the lineup. He's ready to go. Everyone's playing right now. And also Indiana has been so, so bad on the road. Four and 17 in their last 21 games away from Indianapolis. So, Again, I'm not interested in laying 13 and a half, but if I got to pick a side, I think I would actually go with the Bucks here. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.